So the big question is this. How these entrepreneurs who started from scratch and had no idea how to sell or market their products or services online and then later on made over 6 figures, 7 figures, 8 figures or even 9 figures became best in their niches and found their dream customers to sell. My name is RJ Ahmed and find this all out on our interviews with entrepreneurs show where I interview all these entrepreneurs and try to pick their brain on how they actually did all of that and how they took their business as well as their life to the next level. This podcast is all about the entrepreneurs who strive so hard to become super awesome in their niches. Welcome to Interviews with Entrepreneurs. Welcome to Interviews with Entrepreneurs show where we interview entrepreneurs who are super awesome in their niches. And guys, like we have a special guest today. This man have won like nine to comic club award win uh nine to comic club awards if you don't know what to come club is you know making a million dollar with a funnel three to comic club x award which is like making 10 million dollars with a funnel and one two ccc award and we have law pain today law pain is a fitness entrepreneur helping business owners like making like multiple and seven eight figure businesses through his online empire course system he have worked with like so many businesses out there to help them maximize their return make it automated and with his proof system and strategies so please welcome Law Payne. Hey Law, thank you so much for being on the show today. Happy to be here. I'm excited for this. Awesome, awesome. Could you walk us through a little bit of a big sto- uh, backstory of there, like how you got started and you know to where you are at the moment? Bit of a backstory. How far back do you want me to go, RJ? <laughs> I know it's 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 so back out there. A little bit of it. Okay, so. I'll kind of tell you guys a little bit about my backstory and then a little bit about my education. I'll try to blend it together. Awesome. Um, I'll give you like a short version of it because if I tell you the long story, we'll be here for days. How much time do we got, by the way? We as much as you want, man. Okay. Okay. Can you guys see me pretty good? Yep. I can, I can make it brighter if I need to. It's good. It's good. Okay. So I'm a small town kid. I grew up in a place called Muskogee, Oklahoma. Uh, Muskogee, Oklahoma is a place in a, in a short version of how you would sum it up is a place where people fail. So mm. about 96% of people that live in this town, everybody's in poverty, like everybody. So I grew up in a place where it was really, really hard to imagine success. Um, my mom, uh, came kind of from a smaller town, uh, even smaller than the place that she later moved to where I grew up. And it was even worse than this, if you can imagine that. Uh, but my mom, um, was, uh, a single parent who raised three boys on her own. Um, she was actually kicked out of her home. Uh, when she had me, I was actually the middle child. She was a teenager. I think she was 17 at the time. So she was kicked out on the street. So me and my brothers, we actually uh, grew up on the streets for about five years uh, into our life where we slept, you know, abandoned buildings. We ate out of dumpsters. I mean, it was, it was pretty rough. Uh, Our upbringing uh, started out that way. And then I think my mom, 
figured out how to obtain government assistance. Uh, in the States, we call that welfare, uh, where the government, okay. you know, gives you like a stipend. Um, so I think I was probably like six, seven years old where we actually moved up in life because that was, that was pretty big for my family. Um, and we kind of moved into a little bit nicer neighborhood, got a little bit of assistance from the government. But as a kid, I mean, you're a little unaware of uh, all of the, all the things that, what that really means. Uh, kids uh, pick on yeah. you. You know, I, as a kid, I, I'm, you know, I don't know any of this stuff until, you know, I'm around other people and then they're starting to, starting to call you names and, you know, as I asked my mom these questions, I, I later discover what what it meant to be poor. I thought, you know, this was like something that everybody kind of went through because all the people that we were around, they were also on the streets. Um, and then as we got a little bit older, yeah. obviously the people that we lived around, they were also on welfare. So I kind of grew up that way. I'll kind of fast forward uh, all the way until uh, high school. I started to play sports, started to get uh, a little more uh, confidence, self-esteem, started to, you know, start accomplishing things in, in multiple sports, started to uh, successfully, you know, win state championships uh, in various sports. And that's kind of where um, I would say I would contribute a lot of my my character from. I learned a lot about myself in terms of, you know, how to how to pick myself up when I got knocked down because uh, through it all man I mean I've seen relatives get shot and killed right in front of me I mean the, yeah. the story the story is pretty crazy I want to kind of keep it positive uh, but I just come from like a place where uh, the majority of the beginning of, of my adolescence was was a lot of struggle a lot of a shame um, a lot of a lot of heartbreak uh, and just kind of going through, uh, trying to figure out a way how to press through that. Um, as I got a little bit older, uh, I think I was probably either 14, 15 years old, somewhere around there. I actually made it a goal that, Hey, I want to actually change this for my family. I want to be the guy that puts us in position to, you know, have a better life in the future. So I wanted to be, you know, the first person to go to college in my family. I wanted to make sure that I could actually do that. Uh, so at, at an early age, I wrote down these goals, uh, spoke with my mom on numerous occasions because I saw her working three jobs uh, every single day. Uh, and I saw the the stress and, and what that brought. So, you know, making these goals, this was something that, you know, I was pretty serious about. And I also wrote down the reasons why I wanted to accomplish these goals. And for me, it was really, really simple because, you know, the struggle, the pain and all the, all the different emotions uh, that yeah. came along with that. Uh, and I had relatives, I had brothers, I had, I had coaches. I had a lot of people that were counting on me that invested a lot of time, energy, and effort in helping me mature as a young boy uh, into being a young man. So I felt like I would I would uh, put the pressure on my shoulders to, you know, go to school, get a college degree uh, and be able to, to provide some type of resources and value uh, back to the people that blessed me with their time. Because, uh, man, I had some incredible people that helped me along the way. 
that got me to a point where I was able to to get out of this town that I grew up in. Uh, that was the first step for me was to figure yeah. out how to get out to put myself in a situation to be around people that um, that were that were in a better position in life. That way, I can almost uh, uh, see myself, in essence, rubbing rubbing. Using using the success from other people, put myself around people that were in a in a more positive light, uh, saying it in a nice way. So I ended up going to college, man. Yeah, uh, and I ended up getting uh, my degrees in business administration and business management, uh, and I also got a master's degree in uh, business. So I ended up doing that and trying to figure out, you know, what was next. Because I thought I was going to magically get this job after I got all these college degrees, but it didn't work out that way. Uh, it taught me a lot of, that, you know, if you want it to, if you want anything in life, you got to go get it. Nobody's going to give yeah, you anything. Yeah, 100%. Um, I, was, I, I was in fitness from the age of 18. When I moved from high school and went to college, I actually started doing personal training. Uh, that, along with two other jobs very similar to my mom. So I had three jobs in college. I used to deliver pizzas. I used to be a, a server at a restaurant and I used to do personal training uh, out of an apartment complex uh, before working at a local gym and getting certified and all that stuff. Uh, but working as a trainer, I had no idea that that would be something that I would do the rest of my life. I was just trying to do it just to pay bills. I knew I was naturally good at it, like inspiring and motivating people and obviously exercise, taking people through things and, and really just inspiring them to, to, to do more reps and get in a little bit better shape. So uh, right after I graduated college, uh, and by the way, my college, I was in college for a long time because I made so many mistakes. Uh, I was dropping classes. Mm -hmm. uh, at the beginning of my college uh, career, I was hanging around the wrong crowd. And, uh, I had, I had negative influences in my life. Um, but before I kind of took control of that, and this, if you guys are listening to this on the outside, if you, if you have one thing I always tell people is the people that you hang around will make the biggest impact on your life. Absolutely. Uh, show me your first, your, your, your first five, your top five friends. And I'll tell you everything about your life. Like that is so true. Uh, but when you're, when you're kind of in it, it's kind of hard to like assess that. Uh, I, 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 around my junior, senior year, I actually got rid of all my friends, like all of them, wow. all of them is crazy, but that was a change that I needed to make to really, uh, push myself to get to where I needed to get to. Because I was I was actually in college for seven years to obtain a bachelor's degree. It typically takes four years, but I was like I yeah. said, I made I made so many mistakes, RJ. It was crazy, uh, but I didn't stop. I didn't give up. I pushed through, and I fulfilled what I what I set my goal out, uh, which was you know to go to to graduate college uh, and be the first person in my family. Um, not that I needed to to graduate college. It was the fact that it was a goal and I was not going to stop until I accomplished it. Uh, yeah. My A couple of the reasons why. So one reason that I told myself at the age of 14, 15, somewhere around there, why I wanted to go to college. I knew that in the future, 
in order to change things in my family. I needed to, to, to change and set a new precedent. So higher education gives you more opportunities to do things and have more resources that you will probably want, like having more money, uh, being less stressed, living in better neighborhoods, having better education. And I knew one day when I started a family, I wanted to make sure that my son, my daughter, uh, they had a precedent to strive for. Uh, that way they had mm. expectations that they too could go to college. They had the belief that, Hey, their father did this. So I definitely can do this. So I wanted to make sure that I, I did that for those reasons, because I, I knew that if I was going to leave a legacy, if I was going to really make an impact that I had to accomplish what I set out to. Plus I promised my mom, uh, this, and this is something that I always fulfill all the things I say I'm going to do. Um, and it was, it was, it was, it was, it's kind of one of those, cause my mom's kind of going through cancer. So I don't really have a lot of time with her. Uh, so seeing her face was like the, the best thing ever at graduation, man. It was like, it was like a dream come true. Like graduating for me, like it wasn't really that big of a deal, but it was more of a deal for my mom. It was like this crazy yeah. celebration. Um, but anyways, getting through college, man, um, uh, I ended up uh, staying in the fitness uh, field, and I think it was around 2009, uh, the, the, the problems that I started to face in life was I actually got fired from a job. So this was like the big uh, aha moment for me, and I had never dealt with this type of, uh, this type of issue. I'd never been fired from a job. I was actually... Uh, a regional manager where I was managing, I think, six clubs in three different states. And all the clubs were performing. I was at kind of the end of the the uh, contract. I think we had, um, I had about two weeks left on the contract. So I was trying to renegotiate the contract, being that I overperformed. So I was going to ask for like a 10, 20% raise, uh, more, more paid time off, uh, just generic stuff. So nothing crazy. Yeah. Um, and of course I go into the meeting, I kind of had my pitch ready and the corporate guys, you know, we were all kind of sitting down, uh, chatting. And after I pitched, they were like, uh, we're actually, uh, they basically said no in like a short and nice way. Uh, but there was no, uh, counters. So they didn't, they didn't say, Hey, we would still honor your current contract. They basically said no. And it was kind of to at a point where it was like this awkward silence and I literally grab a box and start packing up all of my stuff. And that, that feeling was like one of the most, that was one of the, the most embarrassing, heartbreaking feeling I've ever felt like ever felt for a lot of reasons, because me and my wife, we were actually getting ready for the world championships. Um, we competed as drug-free bodybuilders were both world champions in competitive bodybuilding. Uh, we were getting yep. ready to defend our titles. So we, we had like a, a lot of stress on our shoulders anyway. And two weeks before this, I had asked my wife to marry me. So I, I was like, you know, I had this job where I was making $250,000 on salary. So guaranteed. And I just asked my wife to marry me two weeks before. And then I, I, I felt like I got fired. Um, or I got let, let go, however you want to look at it. 
it was really hard because in that moment, like not just the feeling, it was it was what was going to happen after because I was really scared. Uh, I was really I felt defeated, man. And then I had to hmm. I had to figure out a way how to tell my fiance that this happened because I had about five hours before she actually got off from her job. This was probably like around noon when this uh, this this happened. So I'm, I got five hours to kind of figure this out and I go home. I'm, you know, I'm emotional. Uh, I, don't, I don't have anybody to really talk to about this. So I'm trying to like trying to have clarity, you know, how I'm going to get this across to this this lady. I just asked to marry me that's trusting me. And, you know, so long story short, uh, I ended up having to talk. My wife gets off and uh, it's crazy because it was like she she already knew that something was happening. She's like, hey, babe, uh, I, you know, I sense something was up because you're, you're not texting me. Uh, what's going on? And, you know, it's like, hey, I, I, I got fired today. And she's like, it's okay. You're going to be okay. And in, in that moment, like that, that belief in me was like everything that I needed, like everything that I needed. Because literally right after that, I got back like focused and I was able yeah. to literally, you know, get back on the grind, I text and emailed all of my clients that, hey, I'm going to be training on my own. This is a situation I ended up uh, getting fired from this job. If you guys want, you know, I, I figured it out like almost yeah. instantly. Absolutely. It gave me the energy. It gave me the enthusiasm that I needed to basically get my shit together to figure out what the next steps were. You know, life life is always going to throw you curveballs, right? It's always going to throw you curveballs. It's really how you respond to those curveballs. And for me, even though I got knocked down and I was like, man, I was, I was in a shaky, shaky spot, almost at the 10 count. I got up, I answered the bell and I feel like that was the, the best thing that happened to me where I stopped being an employee working for somebody, building their dream. And it really gave me an opportunity to figure out who I wanted to be and what was really possible. Because when I was working, True. you know, I kind of, I didn't know anybody that was had, that had the success that I had, that had a job where they were getting paid this yeah. much money. I didn't know anybody that went to college and graduated. I didn't know anybody that was doing the things that I did. So when I was looking at you know, what was next in life. I didn't really, I didn't really have the role models and guidance that I needed to, to really get to the next level. But losing that job really turned, it like lit a fire. Like it got me to, to, to seek out professionals help because when you're on your own and you're like trying to build something, if you're humble and, and, and honest with yourself, you know that you have weaknesses. You know that you you have things and skill sets and techniques that you don't have in your in your uh, in in your arsenal. But if you if you know that it's something that's necessary to get you to accomplish your goal, like if you're the type of person that that's a whatever person, like I am, like I'll do whatever it takes to accomplish a goal. I'll spend any amount of money. I'll spend any amount of time. I'll do anything to be successful. So once I figured out, hey, I'm good at this fitness thing. Let me 
stop doing personal training? And how about putting it online? I know yeah. this, no one's doing this. This was back in 2009. There was no online coaches, none. So there was nobody to like mimic. There was nobody to hack. So I, I've been in the game for a long time and I've made every mistake in the book, but I was really crazy about, um, about what I knew was possible. I knew that I could put a service online and offer more value to the customer. I just didn't have the skill sets like yep. advertising, marketing. Uh, I didn't know anything about building a website. I didn't know anything about lead generation. I knew I knew absolutely nothing. I knew that I could fulfill those uh, services. Um, I just didn't know how to get a client in any of that stuff. But I was uh, very passionate and I'm the type of person that, like I said, no matter what, I'm going to figure it out. Uh, I ended up, man, I ended up, I ended up creating this WordPress website. It's the worst website ever, by the way. Um, I had no clue what advertising was. I thought advertising was just making a post on your social media saying, Hey, I'm open for service. If anybody wants to work for work with me, uh, here's a, here's a banner. Uh, here's our prices, uh, comment below. Like this was like my thought process at that time. Um, but it was, it was crazy. I, what actually happened is I had a friend that was actually a marketing major. He went to school for marketing. I went to school for business. And I was so lucky, so lucky that he reached out in a nice way and was like, hey, uh, I, see, I saw some of your posts. Uh, I'd like to help you help you out. I know you're one of the top trainers. Uh, I believe in what you guys do. I like to help you uh, advertise your business market your business so you can attract, you know, your ideal customer. And I'm like, what do you mean? I don't need any help. You know, I'm like thinking in my head, I'm like, no, yeah. no, I, I got this. Uh, but you know, this is a friend that we value, we trust it. And he said in a really nice way, you know, I went to school for marketing. You went to school for business. So if you let me help you, you'll be able to get, you know, all these clients and I'll make it a little bit easier for you. So I had a friend that mentored me. He's still my mentor today that literally changed my life with the way I think about things, the way I approach things and everything. Uh, so we ended up basically fixing this crappy website that I had. And you know, we ended up basically taking applications, getting leads through a WordPress website originally. This was pre-ClickFunnels. Uh, and it was crazy because my objective was to figure out a way how to uh, make the income that I was making. And then I wanted to yeah. also prove to myself that I could I could also double that, triple that, quadruple that, and also help people all over the world. So instead of helping people in this small town that I was in, my my passion, my goals was to help people all over the world with the service that I had. So... um. We not only did that in the first six months, but we did it from home, like working in our boxers. Yeah. Me and my wife. That's a, that's kind of how we started. We started with a, a consulting business where we we're basically speaking to people uh, over the phone because there was no Zoom at the time. So we were closing these high ticket deals over the phone uh, with random clients that had no clue who we are. Like they knew nothing about us, and we're just super super crazy. And uh, just speaking to people just right off of passion. 
Uh, didn't really have any sales experience at the time, but I'm like a, I'm like a, uh, a, a Michael Jordan. I knew that I, I, I sucked at sales. I knew that I, I had so many weaknesses. Those things were things that I literally obsessed about, like how to get better at selling, even though in six months, we did seven figures. The money didn't matter. It was the fact that things needed to be perfect. It had to be perfect because if I'm going to build a real company and get people to follow me, the expectations is I have to be able to uh, duplicate this, train other people on how to get to the next level. So I obsessed about every little component about how to build a business uh, back in those days. Uh, we ended up Doing kind of low seven figures from 09 to, I think, 2013. Uh, and then one of my, the same mentor, uh, one of my good friends, his name is Dustin. He says, hey, there's this new software coming out. I think we should uh, look at it. It's called ClickFunnels. Uh, I think it's going to be a pretty big game changer. And I'm like, how much is it? That was like the first thing I said, how much is it? And he said, it's $99. I was like, Okay. He said a month. And I was like, uh, $99 a month. I was like, no, we don't even pay that for our WordPress website for the whole year. Like what's so good about yeah. this, these click funnels. Like, I don't get it. So I'm sitting here, uh, arguing and bitching, complaining about spending 99 bucks because I could not get over the price because I didn't really understand the software. Uh, I ended up trusting them and you know, the rest is kind of history, but uh, it was funny because now, I mean, we obviously uh, spend, I think, 300 bucks a month on whatever the upgraded suite that ClickFunnels has. It's just funny because uh, yeah. I think in 2014, we changed to uh, ClickFunnels and we, we kind of did both. We still had our WordPress website because we didn't want to not use it because what was working, we didn't want to change it. Um, but once once ClickFunnels came about, it not only helped us attract clients and be able to do things a little more effectively. So we were able to amplify our business, but the education that came along with the tools that they provided was a big game changer. And I'm obsessed with like learning, uh, with just trying to figure out new strategies, new techniques. And it was pretty cool because I'd never heard of, you know, Russell Brunson or these, these click funnel, uh, people, but it started to get big, bigger and bigger and bigger. It was cool because it was like this community of people that were willing to like literally uh, teach you the game, educate you and provide cool. tools for free that you could just, you know, tap into uh, if you were, you know, interested in really, really, you know, being a sponge and, and learning. Uh, and I'm always kind of open to, to learning from any and everybody, no matter what the success level is. I like to always be open minded because you can always learn stuff. So we... <laughs> Went with ClickFunnels, uh, been with ClickFunnels ever since. And to kind of sum things up, guys, uh, last year we did almost $40 million in sales. I think it was around 38.9 to be exact um, with four companies. So that's four companies combined. And this is basically sales that we acquired through ClickFunnels. So a little bit more, I think probably around $45 million with the stuff that we don't use ClickFunnels for. Uh, but it's not bad for a kid coming from 
you know, sleeping in abandoned buildings, uh, you know, raised by a teenage mom where his mom got kicked out of her home yeah. when she was 17 years old. And the only reason I tell my story, the only reason I kind of let people people in is because I know there's a lot of people out here that uh, don't believe that, you know, these things are possible. I know if I if I met somebody or just heard a story from somebody that that truly was struggling, like they literally came from a shitty, shitty place and they found a way to be successful. That's all I needed, RJ. That's it. If I would have just learned so or, or or tapped into something like that, that would have changed my life. But I didn't have that. I had to search for it, search for it, stay in focus. So I tell my story to as many people as possible because I know there's, you know, there's somebody out there that needs to hear it to get inspired. Uh, and now it's really up to you guys, if you're listening, to go chase your dreams. Stay crazy about it. Don't give up. Stay focused and believe that you can accomplish anything. And I mean anything. So that's kind of yeah. my story and a little bit about my education and background. Wow, that, that's absolutely awesome. And that's truly inspiring out there how you actually got started and how it was like kind of hard for you to go in. And people just don't understand these type of aspects out there where people think about, ah, you know, they just kind of got entitled how they are or to the point they are actually, you know, they don't understand there was actual hardship because they started almost like how other people start out from, from literal scratch. It's like everyone have their own life. Everyone have their own sort of like difficulties that they have to overcome. And rather than trying to say like, okay, whatever, everything is fine. Like we're going to live like that and that's okay. Versus taking the ownership that you actually did in order to get to the point where you are actually right now. And I, I see like so many people out there loved it. And I, I truly, you know, appreciate you for telling this awesome story out there because I see like lot, lots of people going to get that point and, you know, get that corner point that even though it's get harder for them, they still have to, you know, move forward with the stuff out there and keep doing it. So... I want to ask one thing, which is uh, mostly common. You know, I what I see really people out there in terms of like mindset and everything, people really don't have the, you know, some people out there don't have the ability to take their ownership on whatever the point they are actually, you know, and your story was absolutely awesome. Like how, even though it was hard, you was able to overcome all of the hardships out there by staying consistent. Why you really believe that people just don't take the ownership of their life where they are actually and just go ahead with it, keep on consistently going and doing the things what they know they have to do, but they just don't take the ownership of it. Why do you think so? Man, as a coach and somebody who's, you know, coached thousands of people, that kind of varies. Uh, it really comes down to how accountable that person is, how, how humble they are. Cause some people, man, it's really hard for people to just be honest with themselves on yeah. why they just slack off, why they don't take shit serious. And I tied things back to what's your reasons why that you even had a goal. You know, if you're going to quit, then you don't even need to get started. Like you got to have the mindset. I mean, if you're really going to try to accomplish and, 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 and be, be somebody that literally transcends and uh, adds value. I mean, you have to have the mindset that no matter what, no matter what, you got to be a no matter what person that you are going to do whatever it takes. But you have to also understand that 
there's going to be struggle. If you want to have success, you're signing up for struggle. You're signing up for setbacks. You're signing up for failure. You're signing up for all of that shit because it comes yeah. with it. You can't have success without the adversity, without the setbacks, without the struggle, because that shit is part of the process. That is the stuff that parachutes you, that 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 propels you to success. That's going to be your motivation. That's going to be your gas. Like that is one yeah. of the reasons I am successful in people like me, like, like a Tom Brady, like a Michael Jordan, like the setbacks that they had in life is a reason that they are the greatest in their niche. Without those setbacks, there is no success. So a lot of people think that, Hey, this is going to be peaches and sunshine. You know, let's take, uh, the business niche, like a lot of people that, that reach out to me, man, they see me and a lot of the people on the surface, they don't really, you know, figure out who I am. They see this successful person that's, you know, making millions of dollars yeah. and they think, Hey, I'm going to sign up for a program with this person and magic, magic's going to happen, right? I'm going to be successful. Well, the, it's, it's so much work that goes into being a successful entrepreneur, you have to understand what you're getting into and you got to be accountable to yourself and, and really understand, you know, that if there's something that you're going to struggle with, you got to, you got to be willing to do the work to, to figure out, you know, a way to either learn a specific topic or get the resources, hire somebody to help you with that and then just keep going. But no matter cool. what, you can't give up. A lot of people, man, they, they get one, um, uh, they deal with one adversity. They deal with one issue. It's like fight or flight, and then they just quit. But you know, go if you have the right mindset, you can do anything. And I mean anything yeah. in your business life, your personal life, anything. You got to be a no matter what person. Like if you're a no matter what person, you can do anything in the world. So true. Absolutely. And I remember there was someone out there who said on the on our show, uh few episodes back they were like people don't understand one thing that successful people fail even more they just don't stop <laughs> yeah they do <laughs> i fail more than i succeed so uh failure is part of the process i mean i embrace failing like when i fail oh man i get so motivated i get so motivated yeah. through the through the failures because i'm like a i like to fail one time right i like to make a mistake one time i learn from that mistake and I, I like to I obsess, I obsess to figure out a way to be successful. I learn from all the mistakes. True. So when I fail, it's, it's really how you approach it. It's really how you break it down. It's an opportunity to get better at something. It's not fail, failure. Failure can beat you up. It can beat you down. It can, it can, it can affect you psychologically. It can cause anxiety. But if you use it the right way, yeah. you know how to control it. Man, it's so powerful. It's just how you approach it, man. Yeah, that that's so true, and that's absolutely awesome out there. People just have to understand uh, what their actual power is. You know how how much they're really capable of doing the thing that they really actually want to do. You know, and if they are really stick to it and stay consistent to it, they can go and achieve whatever they want to do until they are completely clear. Okay, oh, they they have this why, and they have to do it. That's so true. So like, what do you think about, you know, 
we, we got the story. We, we got the particular idea how you things really transition up for you. What do you see? Like you've, you've trained like so many people out there like who are diff on different marks out there. Let's say on six figures, seven figures, eight figures and beyond. Someone who's on six figure mark and moving to six, seven figures, their mindset is not the same. Their business structure is not the same. What yeah. you actually see and what you believe is the number one mistake that people make from passing to six to seven figures and seven to eight figures and beyond. What do you think about it? Uh, six figure people are people that, uh, are motivated, but they're not, they're not, they're not crazy people. They're okay with, you know, um, I'm trying to say this in a nice way. Cause there's a lot of people probably listening that's making six figures. Not everybody has a goal to make seven figures, right? Some people just want to, you know, they have different goals. Their goals are in standards yeah. that they want to hit. Uh, sometimes they, they don't have the belief that seven figures is possible. Like for me, all I have to do is see, uh, the success. And then obviously that builds confidence and the confidence build consistency. And then that, that turns into like your, you know, seven figure years after you can, you know, press through, look at the data and really figure out what numbers you need to hit to, to hit whatever the goals are. Uh, the six figure coaches that man, we've coached, um, we don't try to inspire people to, or push people to, to like seven figures. Like they, they yeah. literally, that has to be something that they want. Like, of course we want people to, to make money and get more clients and add more value and, and, and be this blessing to other people. We want that, but if they don't want it, we don't want to press it on them. Now, when a coach reaches out to us that's stuck at six figures and they're like, fuck this, I'm going to, you know, law pain. I want you to help me get to seven figures. Then, then me as a coach, I have a completely different mindset, but they have to want that. Uh, a person yeah. that has that mindset, they're, they're wired different. Like the focus is different. The risk, the exposure is different that they're willing to take to, to get to their goal versus somebody that's yeah, making six figures. Uh, and the person that, that goes from seven figures to eight figures, let me tell you, they're even crazier. They're crazy people, man. Crazy people, meaning they're very possessed. They're very focused. They have laser uh, tunnel, tunnel vision. Yeah. And they're good with building a, a team because to get to that level, it requires a team or systems. Um, and they're really organized. They know all their KPIs. They know all their numbers. Uh, you have to want to do that. You have to want to be a CEO to get to that next level. And that requires more work, more investment into things on how to manage that. Because when you make more money, you have more resources, it's going to create more problems. And you're going to have more of a responsibility to the people now that you're going to employ. So you yeah, have to true. invest and get better. And of course, go back to holding yourself accountable, knowing how to see exactly what you need to work on. If you don't know what you need to work on, that's why you hire other people. Uh, getting to those levels is easy if, if it's something that you want to do, but not everybody wants to, to put up with it and not everybody's built for it. Uh, the, yeah. So to kind of break it down, man, six figure people are typically people starting out, don't really have the confidence or the experience. 
uh, that seven figure people have. They have all the skill sets. They can do they can do seven figures with a flick of uh, a finger. It's a flick of a, sw- a a finger if you sell in the right type of product, high ticket product uh, that doesn't require a ton of fulfillment. And if it does require a ton of fulfillment, obviously you need to build a team to help you uh, fulfill those deals and knowing the process it takes to kind of get there. But a six figure is very close to a seven figure person and a seven figure person is very close to an eight figure person. So I remember the moment I made, I made it in my mind uh, once we were doing like mid seven figures, like I didn't, I didn't have a goal of hitting eight figures. I didn't even know what that meant. I didn't really care. Like that wasn't something that I thought about because I was really just trying to be consistent, trying to stay around the yeah. seven figure mark. And then I was like, you know, I think somebody challenged me like, Hey, you think you can do eight figures? And I was like, well, I don't know. Why not? Let's try. And then I started to figure out how hard it was, started to make mistakes because systems started to break down because I thought it was a simple uh, flick. Let me, let me increase my ad budget. And then all shit broke. So then I became, I became more obsessed, more motivated because now I'm challenged. Now I'm motivated. Now I have to to hit this goal because, you know, I'm challenged by a, a friend of mine that says, Hey, uh, you think you could do this? I'm like, fuck yeah, I can do anything. Like, let's go. And obviously it was very, very difficult for me to, to figure that out. But once I figured it out, the steps from eight figures, uh, like 10 million to 25 million was so easy. It was like, Oh my gosh, it was so easy. Like let's take for instance, last year, last year, like I said, we did 38 million. And we, we've already done almost $40 million in the first quarter. Wow. The first quarter of this year during COVID, like with no stress, taking vacations all over the world. We just got back from Mexico for a month. Previous to that, we were in Costa Rica and I work four hours a day, four hours a day, because when your shit's tight, you have your systems in place and, and everything's running the way it should, man. That's really what a top CEO does. They don't really work a lot because the people below them are working for you. Um, and this is something that we do teach, but not everybody's at that level where they're actually firing their self, where you literally fire yourself, you step back and you let other people run your companies. You know, yeah. a six and seven figure person is somebody that's doing the work. They're grinding. An eight-figure person, they don't do any of the coaching. They don't do any of the selling. That's the difference. They have they built a company. That's the difference. They work yeah. four hours a week. They go to a meeting, get everybody pumped up and excited. And you know, they go on vacation all the time with their family, like me. Wow. That that's absolutely awesome out there. And in short, for people who are like watching right now, who's gonna listen it later on as well, like just to shout it out, you have to make sure when you're growing, you invest more, you grow your mindset, you know, you build some offers out there that literally like kind of like scalable for you. And most importantly, convert yourself from entrepreneur to business owner, from business owner to CEO. Like, yeah. okay, you have your systems and everything is like up and running where you don't have your own fulfillment you doing it, spending your time fulfilling and selling and doing everything. That's that's absolutely gold out there. That is so awesome. And I know there's so many things we can talk about that, but I really don't want to take 
so much of your time out there, which I truly appreciate. And I know like so many people who are jumping on are literally loving it. Some some of them are like, man, we are loving your Lamborghinis and everything. <laughs> that that's awesome. Yeah, that's really just, awesome. I just bought two Lamborghinis yesterday. Yeah, we just we saw the story. <laughs> that was awesome. Congratulations for that. Thanks, man. Thanks. So uh, before uh, we round the show up, like first of all, where people can find about you and everything that you have at the moment. Uh, quickest place probably be Instagram. Uh, if not, if you guys don't have Instagram, probably Facebook. I'm I'm starting to post more. Uh, yeah. Because I I realize, man, if 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 I'm not sharing, and posting and telling people my story, then I'm not I'm not really making the impact that I need to. Because I know there's millions of people that Russell, that Tony Robbins yeah. cannot reach. So I, I have to do my cool. part to at least. Uh, do everything I can to give back, to add value, to to get people to believe. And really, my mission from the start back in 2009 was to change lives. And if I'm really serious about that, I gotta I gotta do the things that you know. I was I was a little afraid, if I'm being honest, to you know put myself out there. I would typically just uh, promote uh, promote my brands. So I would hide behind my companies and. You know, I never, nobody knew who owns these companies that I, that I own, but if I'm not, you know, sharing my story and telling people, you know, how these companies were built, I feel like I'm not, uh, I'm not really giving people the opportunity to really tap in and really to learn, you know, how, how they can do it too. So I want to, I guess over the last year and a half, man, that's, that's really what I've been focusing on because I'm not really a poster on social media. But this year you start to see a little bit more about, you know, law pain. But I've been here since 09. I'm an OG. Wow. So you'll see me a little bit more now. That that's really awesome out there. Absolutely. By the time of the like 09, we we're probably gonna be 10. I don't know. Like I was 10 at the moment. But <laughs> but yeah, this this is absolutely crazy. And like this is like transparency at its finest. And thank you so much, Law, for being on the show. It was like absolutely awesome, mind blown, mic drop. And any last thing that you want to say before we round the show up? Uh, I think, man, the moral of kind of like the, the talk here is, uh, you know, whatever you, whatever you can like conceive and believe you can, you can literally achieve. Yeah. So I, I believe if people are really, really uh, striving for success, I would change that to really striving to add value. If you're start, if you add value, the success is always going to be there. And if you're somebody that 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 just needs hope, that needs, you know, you you suffer from self low self-esteem or confidence issues like I did, or you just don't have any good role models or examples, or you come from like hard places like I did, listen to my story. You guys know where I come from. I come from like the worst of the worst. I didn't have a father. Like I had a mom that literally worked 24-7 and didn't really get the attention that I needed. And if I if I just you if I if I let that consume me and use that as as an excuse, it'll hold you back in life. So use that, use that struggle, use those fears, use that pain to propel you to your goal. Whatever your goal is, whatever service or product that you sell, use that that feeling of why you now want to change things, why you now want to add value, why you now want to bless people with the, yeah. the services that you have use that like just like i did and turn it into a profit to change your life change your family's life and to bless people 
with the services that you have. So that's what I would tell. Somebody. Awesome. That That's absolutely awesome out there. Guys, just go take your ownership, do it and just make Oh, okay. We're back. So yeah, thank you so much, Law, for being on the show. It was absolutely an honor for having you on the show. Thank you so much, man. It's my pleasure, man. Thanks for having me. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Yep. 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 So I was saying like, thank you so much, man, for being on the show. It was absolutely awesome. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me, RJ. Awesome. So yeah, guys, thank you so much for watching and we're definitely going to see you guys in the next episode. Until then, peace out. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I would like to ask you, how would you like to dream 100 the people who have the target audience you need to speed up your success just like I'm doing every single day? If you want to do that or if you are that person who want to speed up your whole process of how you can actually get the traffic from your dream 100, I have a masterclass called the Dream 100 Masterclass where I'll show you not only the strategies of how to ethically Dream 100 but implement it as well. So just go to the dream100masterclass.com it's the dream100masterclass.com and I will see you guys in the next episode.